10 pounds, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to do that. How many of you didn't do anything, woke up a month later, got on the scale and said, Woo, 10 pounds is gone. If you did, let me know how that happened. You had to purpose to do that. You've got to, you've got to change, you've got to do something different with the way you're eating, you've got to exercise. There's some things you have to do, but you have to purpose to do it. It's not just going to happen. You are going to have to be people that purpose to pray. You're going to have to purpose to pray. The enemy is trying to convince us that the battle is hopeless, that the battle is already lost. He wants us to give up. Now, when I was in the military, we had a whole section in the military that was designed specifically for what we would call mental warfare. Now, in Vietnam, or even back as far as World War II, in World War II, they had this um, person called Tokyo Rose. And she'd get on the airwaves. And she would tell, she'd broadcast over any airwaves that, hey, American soldiers, your wives and your girlfriends are at home and they're cheating on you. You need to stop fighting and go home and take care of them. Mental warfare. We had a whole section that that's, they were designed, that's all they did, was psychological warfare and mental warfare. We are fighting a spiritual battle today. All right? And prayer is the way that we can win this war. They used to drop leaflets, use the radio, news, anything to get you to quit or make irrational decisions. Pressure comes. See, we need to, to walk in victory. We're going to have to be people of prayer in these days. Um, I believe that your prayer life is going to be a key in finding and keeping peace in your life. Because sometimes there are circumstances that we cannot change. But if we pray, I truly believe this. Either God will give us the peace to overcome it and go through it, or the circumstance will change. One of two things are going to happen, and either way, you win. So, prayer. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, the word supplication, now, let me back up. Watchful to this end with all perseverance. We're going to have to persevere. We're going to have to purpose. It's not easy. None of these things I'm talking about is easy. If you are not aware spiritually, let me make you aware. Christian, it is your fault that everything is the way it is in the world, and the reason people can't do everything they want to do the way they want to do it is because of you. If you would just stand down, step back, relax, everything would be good, the world would be a better place. That's what's happening in the world right now. Now, we know that's not the truth. The truth is, is that we know the truth. And it's like, when you know the truth, it makes you free because it doesn't matter what other people say. I cannot convince you that this shirt is red. I can't, because you know the truth. You know that it's black. All right, so I can say all day long, this shirt's red, this shirt's red. No, you know the truth. So we know the truth. So whatever's going on out there, whatever the lies the enemy's trying to use, whatever political correctness is today is contrary to the word of God. We know the truth. And we're going to have to stand. And it's your fault. That's what people are saying. That's what the world's saying. It's the Christian's fault. And, and they're, they're so dumb, they don't even realize it's a spiritual fight. They're attacking people. So again, so we're going to have to persevere. 
with awe and supplication for all the saints. Not only do we have to pray for ourselves and our families, but we need to be praying for one another as well. Now, supplication, that is to plead humbly. We go before God humbly but boldly, and we, and we make our case. And there's what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We should pray all the time. It says, rejoice always. And I'm like, yeah, right. Lord, you don't know the day I had. You don't know what I'm dealing with. Yes, he does. Rejoice always. Now, again, not for everything. The Bible says in everything. And we'll get to that in a minute. Pray without ceasing. Well, how do you do that? I don't know. You just, you can pray all day long. Now, there's sometimes you have to verbalize something else so you're not praying, but you could be praying all day long. I pray off and on all day long. Pray without ceasing. Why? Because we need to do this. It says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. While we're praying, we need to be thankful. Do you know that if you woke up this morning and you had a roof over your head, a car in your driveway, and some of you may not have internet, but you had internet in your house, you are richer than 90% of the entire population of the earth. Of the entire earth. If you lived in a house, 90, you are richer than 90% of the people on the planet. Wow, we have a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be thankful for. But we are going to have to purpose to pray. Purpose. It does not happen by accident. Now, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're this, maybe once in a while, now I know this for me, once in a while, I'll be sleeping and I'll be agitated about something and I'll wake up and I immediately start praying. But let me tell you something, the day we're living in, the now I lay me down to sleep prayers aren't going to be working. You just went through hell all day and then you're going to lay down and say, you know, say your prayers? No, maybe you should start your day with a prayer. Maybe you'll pray all day long. When problems come, I'm praying. When this happens, I'm praying. In good times, I'm praying. In bad times, I'm praying. Why is it that we always wait till there's a hole in the boat to try to go about fixing it? Always say crisis mode. No, pray. Before, during, after. We need to pray. Give thanks. Be thankful. I'll tell you something. If you have a thankful heart, that will change a whole lot of things in your life automatically. Just being thankful. I'm thankful that I have a woman that will put up with me. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. We need to be thankful in everything. You know, just it was funny. The other day, it just sounds really silly, but I went to the gas station, and, and I, was, you know, I was putting gas in my truck, and, and there was a teenager. They're putting truck, uh, uh, gas in their car. And I, I don't know if any of you have ever done this before or not, but when I was in high school, we didn't have much money, so I'd put in 2 or $3 worth of gas, right? And then I'd stop the pump, and I'd take the hose, and I'd pick it. You ever done that? And drain all the gas out of the hose so you could get every drop. And this kid doing this, and you know, and it was silly, but at that moment I was thankful because I don't, I don't have to think about that anymore. I don't have to think about it. Now, some of us do, but I'm thankful. But then I was thinking, you know what? I'm thankful I have a vehicle to drive. How many people don't? And then I was thinking, you know what? I'm thankful that, I, that I'm alive, that I, that I have a family. And all of a sudden, I just started being thankful for all these things. So thankful. If we can be thankful, I'll tell you, it changes your heart. 
And so be thankful. Now, when do we pray? All situations are good for prayer. But most of us, and I'm no different, it's only when crisis happens I start praying. I get myself into a mess. Lord, get me out of this mess. And we need to pray. When things are good, pray and be thankful. When things are difficult, pray and be thankful. When you get through it, pray and be thankful. We need to purpose to pray. Prayer does not happen by accident. It doesn't. I don't know. I, I've, I've never just been walking down the street in the... The spirit of prayer go, Psh. no, I purpose to pray. I have the purpose to pray. I purpose. We have to be people because if the Bible is correct in what it says, that the, um, the prayer of a righteous man avails much, then somebody best be praying. But most of the time we talk about, and this is what we say, well, you know, I did that and it didn't work. Here's the thing. How many of you... How many of you have ever tried exercising and you exercised for a week and, well, you didn't lose 10 pounds right away, so, well, I quit because it didn't work. Well, we know it works. Let me, let me help all the diet fads, all the things that are out there. Let me give you a formula. Every, every diet, every eating program, everything on the planet comes down to these three things. Food and beverage intake plus energy output equals your weight. And there is no way around it. Whatever you take in or whatever you put out is going to... So the thing of it is, is my, my point is with prayer, there's not a formula. You need to pray. If you're going to see some things, you need to pray. We need to pray. Now, I'm going to read 2 Chronicles 20.15 to you. It says, and he said, Listen, all of you of Judah, and you of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, 2 Chronicles 20.15, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of the great, this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. And when we look out, I'm telling you, there's times I don't watch the news much because when I do, I get aggravated because I'm like, how can people think this way? And I can't believe all this stuff is happening. And it seems like the whole world is just coming down on our heads. And it just doesn't seem like there's any way out. But the battle belongs to the Lord and the victory is ours. Because one thing I know for sure, our life on this planet is temporary. It's that quick. And we're out of here. And I know at the end of the day, no matter what else, I'm headed to heaven. Praise God. See, the pressures around us distract us. They make us restless. And... And when you get restless and things are distracting, it's more difficult to complete a task. And I'll give you an example. Believe it or not, once in a while I, I help out with the laundry. I'm a hero, right? But it's funny because you'll get going on something, and all of a sudden you get a phone call, and you get distracted, and then pretty soon I realize, wait a second, I forgot about what I was doing. I, I, I purposed to do something, but I got distracted. And guess what happens? When you get distracted, it takes that much longer to get anything done. How many of you have decided, you know what? I'm just going to get up this morning, and I'm just going to spend a few minutes with the Lord in prayer. And you can bet, the minute that you say that, you start to pray, and a hundred things start coming to your mind that you need to get done. And you think, well, I better do that right now, or I'll forget. So what do you do? 
You forget. You get up, you go do that, and then pretty soon you get doing this and this and this and then this, and you never get back to the prayer. It is so vitally important that we purpose to pray. Now, I'm not talking about I'm getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm going to pray for an hour every day. Well, that's what God's told you to do. Great. But we need a purpose to pray. It's not something that happens by accident. In every situation, pray. Now, I don't know about you, but there's times that I get aggravated. All right? There'll be some circumstance or something like this, and, and I'm going to pick on my wife because she's really good at this. And she'll say, and, and, and forgive me for, for being carnal sometimes, but she'll say, honey, you need to pray. I don't feel like praying. I don't want to pray. I'm aggravated, so I'm not going to pray. You pray. What I need to do is pray. I need to fight through that, and I need to pray. Because being the spiritual head of my home, guess what? I've got spiritual authority, and I need to take authority over some things. And so I need to pray. Men, we need to be men of prayer. We do. But see, we get distracted. And at times, we get so distracted, we're, it's almost, we're almost dysfunctional. But we can still focus on God in prayer. In Philippians 4, chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. Now, if I stopped right there, I, I looked at that and I'm meditating on that. And I'm like, oh, Lord, show me how to do that. How do you be anxious for nothing? Doesn't matter. Because I'm going to tell you something. Anxiety and fear right now are two major, major things that we are dealing with spiritually. And that goes right along with depression and all these other things. We are dealing with a spirit of suicide. Again, rear this ugly head in our region again, and I am fed up with that. It is a spiritual battle that we need to continue to fight. I mean, we're losing beautiful young people to this demon spirit. But yet, people are saying, well, you know, just... Here's the thing that scared me. For our young people today, that's almost commonplace. It's almost like, well, well, oh yeah, well, okay, well, they committed suicide. Eh. They're upset about it, don't, don't get me wrong, but it's like, eh, well, you know, it's almost accepted. No, it is not acceptable. We need to pray. Pray. We need a purpose to pray. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, that word anxious means full of mental distress or uneasiness because of fear of danger or misfortune or greatly worried. And that word supplication is a petition to ask humbly or earnestly. And it says then, after we're doing this prayer, and it says, and guess what? The peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ. But look what it says. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. And when we're praying, guess what? I believe that with it, what it says here, let me read the whole thing. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. So while you're praying, these things, are your heart and your mind is going to get, get guarded so that the enemy can't. It is very, very difficult. At least it is for me. To be angry 
with someone for very long if I'm truly, honestly praying for them. It's hard. Lord bless them. But I want them, you know, because listen, early on in my Christianity, I got a hold of a scripture verse that I liked. Somebody would do something bad to me, and I'd say, Lord, bless them according to their works. Probably not right heart attitude. <laughs> you know, Lord, they did me bad. Kill them. But see, now it's like, you know what? And, and let, me just, let me just read this. We make a request known to God. It will bring peace. Prayer does change the situation. What are some, and, and I'll get to some, that, that thing your people are mad at you, you're mad at people in just a second. Prayer is the best response to unfair attacks, and we've all experienced them. We've all experienced them. See, we might be powerless to turn our enemies into friends. Our temptation is to hate our enemy. The Lord says we're supposed to pray for them. The temptation is to go around and badmouth people. The temptation is to get self-righteous and forget that the grace of God has made us what we are, and we're, sometimes we are powerless to remove the pressure of unfair trouble. I remember um, I had a job one time, and man, there was a, there was a, it was a gal, and she just, we didn't see eye to eye. She didn't like me. And I mean, going to work every day was difficult. She just made life difficult. And I just... And it was early on in my Christianity, and I just decided, you know what? I am going to pray for her, and I, am, I will not I will not react. I am going to pray, and I am going to act godly. Whether I want to or not, and everything in me did not want to. And so finally this lady took another job somewhere else, and probably a year after this, and, and I had ended up leaving, I left that for another position, and about a year after that, I get a letter from this lady, and she says, I just want to tell you, I'm not, I don't exactly understand, this is kind of paraphrased, I don't exactly understand how you were able to do what you did, because if I had been you, I would have been very vindictive, and I would have been very angry, and, but it just, she said, you must really know God. Now, she wasn't a believer, and, and it's not pumping me up that I was something, because I'm going to tell you what, it, it was hard. It was hard to do. But I every single day I prayed for that woman. Some of them weren't always nice prayers. God, get them out of here! Get her out of here! You know, and the thought went through my head, Lord, take her out! But I just determined, no, I'm going to pray. I'm going to act. I'm not going to react to the pressures. I'm going to pray. See, one of the temptations with pressure is try to escape on our own. And sometimes we're powerless to quiet the anger of unfair grudges that people have towards us. But this is what it says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Ugh. I don't like that. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends the rain on the just and the unjust. Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. 
In Luke 6, 27, love your enemies. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. See, in Philippians 4, 4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. If we purpose to pray, <clears throat> we purpose to pray in any circumstance, whether people are coming against us, whether people aren't coming against us, um, we need to pray. We need to pray for one another. We need to lift one another up. I want you to know I pray over this congregation. I pray over your families. I've got the directory, and we, we pray. We, we, we speak blessings over you. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in any and all circumstances. Again, not for the circumstances, but rejoice in the circumstances. Because you know what? We have a loving God that we can lean on. Rejoice in the Lord. Re rejoice that your name's written in the Lamb Book of Life, if it is. Rejoice that you have a Savior that died for you. Rejoice that you have a God that loves you. Rejoice that you're on your way to heaven. Rejoice that our time on earth is short. Now, in the church in Cedarville, we've got two young couples that are engaged. And, of course, one of them was, you know, could, could you hold that off until at least they get married? You know, my, my daughter's big thing is she was afraid the Lord was going to return before she got her driver's license. That was her big angst, you know. Lord, he's going to come back and I'm not even going to get to drive. Rejoice for all the Lord has done for us and be thankful. See, I'm going to come all the way back to the very beginning when we started. What are you meditating on? What are you meditating on? Here's what we're supposed to meditate on. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That would be the word of the Lord. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Do you know that people tend to believe what they hear first, whether it's a lie or not? And what we do is we get a hold of things. We tend to meditate on all those things. Oh, I got something on so-and-so, and I'm going to meditate on that. Where's that going to bring you? We need to pray. We need to continue to pray. We need to be people that purpose to pray because the prayer of the righteous avails much. Why do we always wait till disaster strikes before we decide to pray? Now, understand, I know we, we, I've talked to people. They've had an accident. I don't understand why I had an accident. We prayed. You're not dead. Could have been, how much worse could it have been if you hadn't prayed for God's protection? I know we all pray over our children. Every time my daughter gets in the car, I pray for her. Every time she goes out the door, I pray for her. When she's at home, I pray for her. My son, I pray. We need to pray. But the enemy absolutely works hard to cut you off from that. He does. Distractions will come. The minute you say, I'm going to take some time and pray, you can count on a distraction coming. But we've got a purpose. We've got to push through. And it doesn't have to be in a set time or a certain way. And people say, well, I'm not sure how to pray. Just communicate with Christ. Just talk to him. It's not difficult. I will tell you the greatest thing that you can pray 
over your life, over your family, is the Word of God. Find the Scripture verse that's going to help your, your situation and pray that, declare that, confess that. Because it'll build your faith because you're hearing the Word. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. So what are we meditating on? We meditate on the negative things all the time. Listen, I understand why people are losing their minds today. I understand why anxiety and fear and depression is running rampant because if you look at the state of things in the world, it's, it's scary, it's depressing, it's, there just seems to be no hope. But see, we know the truth. And the truth is there is hope in Christ and that we can live victorious today even in the midst of all of this. If you've got people in China that are dying for their faith, that are still living free and bold and, and have joy and have peace, I think we can just as well. But, you know, we get taken out because your pastor holds you longer than lunch and everybody beats you there and you've got to wait at the end of the line. The McDonald's line will move. But then you may have to pray because you might get pulled over to the curb because your fries aren't done. What are we meditating on? We need to meditate on this, this, the Word of God for every circumstance in our life. We need to be people that purpose to pray. So going all the way back, you've got a purpose to take thoughts captive. And it's hard. Because, you know, you'll get a, a bad report about somebody. I purpose to say, no, I'm casting it down because I know that person. And I am not going to confess. I'm going I'm to purpose to take that thought captive. I am going to purpose to cast my cares upon the Lord. I'm going to do all that I can do. I'm leaving the rest up to Him. I am going to purpose to leave those things which are behind, I'm going to leave them there. I'm not going to let them dictate what my today and my tomorrow is. I am going to persevere. I'm going to press on in Christ. All of that takes purpose. I was thinking as about this word, press on. And I was thinking about when the wagon trains came west. Man, they had all kinds of problems they had to face. But they pressed on. They kept going. Now, I'm sure there's some that turn back. We've got to keep, continue to press on in Christ. Sometimes it's, it's not easy. None of this is easy that I'm talking about. I'd love to be able to tell you, the Bible says be anxious for nothing, so stop being anxious. How does that work? You've got a purpose. You've got to fight. You've got to struggle. Listen, when I was growing up, you know, Dad was gone, and you know, I was the oldest, and I, there was no responsibility that was put on me. You're the man of the house. Now, that was never told to me. But I worried constantly, you know, as a teenager, about my brother and my sister and my mom and what are we going to do and worry, worry, worry. Until finally I got a hold of that scripture that the Lord will provide for you and I didn't have to always provision. It was always usually about provision because we didn't have much. So I understand this being anxious for nothing because my anxiousness isn't going to help anything, but I can pray because when I get anxious and I begin to pray and I call out to Christ, then peace does come. 
in whatever circumstance. Again, last little story. Most of you have heard this. I was in the Gulf of Mexico with my father-in-law. We were 20 miles offshore out in the Gulf of Mexico, and we were fishing. We were fishing for red snapper and grouper. It was, I was having a blast, man. We were catching fish and everything. And all of a sudden, my father-in-law looked at me, and his eyes got this big, and he says, we got to get off the ocean. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, there's this thunderhead way off in the distance. Now, listen, I'm from the UP, and I see thunderheads. If I live, in, I live in Cedarville, if I see a thunderhead in Pickford, great. Pickford's getting pounded with rain or snow, and we're not. No problem. I didn't realize on the ocean, thunderhead, I mean, it was honest, boom, five minutes. We just got the tackling, and I mean, we had 20-foot swells. We were in a 22-foot boat, 20 miles offshore, and he had just bought the boat. And our, my in-laws, they are meticulous people. They clean everything, but there was... Um, Rust and stuff in the bottom of the fuel tank. They didn't realize. And so all this bouncing shook it up, and our fuel filter got clogged. So we're not going about about two or three knots, and he's having to choke it. And I mean, there's, you go down in the trough, and all you see is water all around you. And now, listen, my peace left me. And then I start thinking, listen, I'm gonna, I, so what did I do? Immediately I start praying. I prayed in probably some languages I don't even know. And then I'm thinking, this is the truth. God forgive me. I thought Jonah and the whale. I said, let me throw him overboard and see. <laughs> Certainly he can't be after me. He's got to be after him. <laughs> and, then, and then we got those, you know, we had those, those, those god-awful life jackets, you know, the orange ones, you know. And then again, all I could think the whole time we're putting this on, and I mean, the boat's getting tossed to and fro, and he's just barely able to keep it into the wind so we're not turned around, and, and he's keeping a little bit of control. And, and, and all, in my mind, I'm hearing, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm thinking, that's it. I'm going to be a Cheeto for a shark for sure. This is not the way I want to die, Lord. And then I thought, okay, Jonah and the whale again. If I throw myself over and some, maybe they'll spit me up on land. All these things will go through my mind, right? So I start to pray, and I earnestly start praying. Because at this time, my father-in-law really is, he's not saved. And I'm praying, and I'm praying, and all of a sudden, there's a peace. Now, we've got all kinds of boats that are coming by us, getting off the ocean, and I'm, you know, I'm waving them down like, hey, we need help. We need, and they get waving, hey, as they went on by. And so I'm feeling kind of desperate because I'm thinking, we're 20 miles offshore. It took us three hours to get off the ocean. It was three hours. But you know what? In the middle of it, I started to pray, and all of a sudden there was a peace started to come. There was no reason for me to have peace, but all of a sudden I had this, I had this peace. And so I just started praying over my father-in-law that we'd, he would give him wisdom in, in what to do and navigate, and, and sure enough, we got off the ocean. But this is the types of things the enemy brings these storms in our lives, and we've got to pray. But you've got a purpose to do it. It's too, you know, a lot of times, maybe I was thinking to myself, if I'd have been a little bit more spiritual, maybe I'd have prayed before we went out, and the Lord would have said, stay off the ocean today. And then my wife, now, thankfully, what I was very thankful of, we were going to take my thing, our son was, what, five? Five? Five at the time. No, two. He was two at the time. And we were going to take him with us. But we decided, no, we're just going to run out a couple hours and come back, so we'll leave him at home. I was so grateful 
that my two-year-old wasn't out there on that boat with me. We need to purpose, folks, to pray. What are we meditating on? Pray always in all circumstances, good circumstances, bad circumstances. Be thankful and pray. And let's start praying for one another. This week, purpose to pray. Purpose to pray over your circumstances, over your situations. And then purpose to pray for others. Well, I don't know what to pray. Just pray God bless them. God help them. God strengthen them. God encourage them. God help them. Pray. And watch and see if you don't walk around with more joy and more peace than you have. These are some keys to walk in victory in the hour that we're living in. And I just truly believe that if we do these things, no matter what things look like and how bad things get, you know, people are saying, oh, I don't know if things can get any worse. Oh, things can get a lot worse. Purpose to pray. All of these things I talked about, you have got to decide to do. You're going to lose 10 pounds, you have to decide to do that. This isn't going to happen automatically. We've got a purpose. So let's just pray. Father, we just pray right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for who you are. And Lord, help us. Guide us. Show us. Lord, bring it to our spirits when, it's, when we need to pray for others. But Lord, let us be people that are, that are purposeful prayers. That we purpose to pray. That we purpose to take thoughts captive. That we purpose to cast our cares upon you, Lord. And Lord, let us keep our focus on you. Not on man, not on circumstances, not on things. But let us pray. And Lord, we just pray for your peace that passes all understanding, your joy, and your mercy that follows us. Let us walk in your peace and your joy. And we thank you that we have the spiritual authority, Lord, given by you, that as we pray, we know that you hear our prayers. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, Tom, where's Tom? Tom, Tom, Tom. Yes, go ahead. Um, I wanted, there are five Sundays this month. So Pop Blessing, even though it's the fourth Sunday, it is Pop Blessing is always the last Sunday of the month. So not next week. It'll be the next week. But prayer here at 7 um, this week. Thursday. Prayer, yep. 7 o'clock Thursday. 